What's up, independent insurance agents? Are you finally fed up with the massive amounts of time, money, resources being allocated to customer service within your agency? Is this causing your agency growth and revenue to become stagnant or even decline? The answer to this frustration is Glovebox, the premier mobile and web self-servicing solution made by successful independent insurance agents just like us, specifically for independent insurance agencies. Guys, this is the only platform with direct carrier connections. Glovebox gives your clients the power to engage within their writing carriers and you, their agency, in a single, easy-to-use platform. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast and get 20% off of your monthly subscription for life, guys, for life. This isn't an intro deal. This is for life. Schedule your demo with Glovebox today. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six-foot-three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first-team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Best I have ever been. Bradley, I am about to tell our 250,000 insurance agents from around the world the definition of karma. (laughs) Here, Here is the definition of karma. So when Bradley and I met... And we started becoming best besties, best friends. I used to give Bradley a ration of shit about hurricanes and tropical storms hitting his office and him having a bunch of claims. And I'd kind of backhandedly make fun of him. Okay, guys, I will never, ever say one word. You will never hear one utterance from my mouth regarding any tropical storm or hurricane bradley i need you to back me up on this the last four or five tropical storms and hurricanes have diverted around bradley and ended up in my driveway at my house including tropical storm claudette last week that dropped seven inches of rain at my house wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour bradley sends me the National Weather Service radar, and literally the red dot of the center of Claudette is sitting in the middle of my driveway. Folks, never again. Bradley, you'll never hear me utter a word word about it. I won't send anything. Nothing. Nothing. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah, I can believe it. He's playing golf. What were you doing that? Was it Sunday morning when you were like, man, it didn't even, we we didn't get nothing. I was was out in the... uh... And here's the thing, like, I'm not going to downplay when there's a storm because there's all, you know, that particular storm, there was an area a couple hours from me that was, it was hit pretty hard. But the thing that pisses me off is like this storm that's out here now is not going to hit land until at least Monday. And I get 8,500 bind restrictions from every freaking carrier we have this morning. And so what pisses me off with a storm like Claudette that, wasn't going to be that bad, generally speaking, mm-hmm. to the coast. They shut down the coastal counties, right. but then the counties that got hit harder were not shut down. Correct. 
And that's the stupidity of these carriers. They want to they want to knee jerk to Mobile and Baldwin County, which is on the coast, but everywhere else gets hit just as hard, if not harder, by tornadoes and such. But anyway, so yeah, I made it a point to send a message out to a bunch of people that I was in my backyard playing golf in the sunshine when the storm was supposed to be hitting. So anyway, I'm probably going to eat those words in a couple of weeks. But anyway, no, well, it won't be coming from me. I can promise you that I am done kidding around with you about it because every time I do. It centers my driveway and comes right through through my house. <laughs> do you Guys, want? Do you want to real quick? Michael appreciate this. Do you want to tell the story about how you got into a conversation with a particular carrier that you wanted an appointment with? <laughs> I'm going to save that for another podcast. Okay, all right. Because because I'm going to pull the video up and let everybody listen. Okay, to it. they right. need to they need all to right. listen to it. You guys are going to want to hear this story. So if you're not a subscriber to the Insurance Guys podcast, make sure you subscribe right now so right. you're pinged when that episode comes out. And before I introduce our guest today that I'm extremely excited to introduce, I want to say this to everybody. I don't ask you people for much. In fact, I don't ask you for anything. But I need you all to do me a favor. I need you to go to www.gloveboxapp.com and at least... For Scott Howell, do me this favor and go demo the glove box app. Now, what I'm going to do is if you don't do that, I'm going to have Bradley book me a ticket on Delta Airlines to the closest city to your house. I'm going to rent a Camry, Toyota Camry car. I'm going to drive to your house. All I got to do is call your agency and ask one of your employees what your address is. And you're going to be coming home in your Toyota Tacoma from work at five o'clock and your wife is going to be sitting in the living room, squalling, calling you on the phone saying there's some big burly bulging man skinned off in our front yard waiting on you to get home. That is screaming something about why didn't you go demo the glove box app? It's going to be a whole big things guys. It's going to be a whole big thing. Or let's avoid that. Let's a better idea is if is go to gloveboxapp.com backslash make over giveaway that's the words make over giveaway they're doing the hundred million dollar agency makeover in conjunction with the insurance guys podcast uh you'll win a bunch of prizes in there including a free seat to uh plimsoll media which is bradley's marketing company damn hell i want to do that go do it go do it well if i if i win it they'll all be mad they'll be like oh you just got it i can't do that Guys, we have a very special guest on the show today. He means he means more to me than any of you know. He is the one person in the industry that speaks to me in a way that nobody else does. When this man speaks, I listen. I do what he tells me to. There is no, oh, well, maybe. What? No, mm-mm, mm-mm. when he speaks, I listen. Without further ado, I want to give him the introduction that he has always deserved. Ladies and gentlemen, he has over 35 years of experience in the insurance industry, both as an agency owner and coach. He began his insurance career in 1986, and he is the head protection coach at Stromso Insurance Agency. He is widely recognized as a leading author, speaker, coach, and podcaster for the insurance industry, the unstoppable profit producer has helped to show thousands of others, just like each one of you, how to implement his proven three-step blueprint, the three Ps. 
people, process, and promotion in their agency. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor to introduce to you today my coach for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services and third-time guest on the IGP. Please welcome Mr. Mike Stromso. How are you, Mike? I love you more, man. <laughs> is this three times or four, Scott? I believe it's three because I looked it up this morning on our. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, I'll I looked it up for it. Mike, well, we haven't we haven't gotten that far with Scott yet about the power of three, but you yes. know, since the door got open, we can shift to the power of three. But I got a more important question. Yes, sir. You're six three, Bradley. <laughs> I'm definitely not six three. No. Well, I, transparently, yeah. I'm five ten. Yeah, maybe a little bit more, but you know. So, so anyway. So, Mike, I, I promised all of the podcasters in December of this year, I gave them three or four things that I wanted to implement into my agency in the year 2021. And if you remember correctly, in 2018, we had a young man that came to the UPP that was the guy that was because I said I would. You, you do remember that, I'm sure. Alex Sheen. That's correct. And I try to do what I say I'm going to do both at home and in my business. So if I tell these people on this podcast, I'm going to do something, hell or high water, it's getting done. And I told myself last year that I was going to be a part of the platinum group for the unstoppable profit producers. And I am blessed and humbled to say that we joined up last week, Bradley, here, here's the funny story of the day. Okay. okay. I've been a, I've been a platinum member for one day or uh, two days. And Mike tells me, he goes, Hey, listen, what, as part of a, as part of your coaching plan, okay. You've got a certain number of emergency calls that you can make to me through the year, hit the bat phone, call me, you know, I'll be there I for like you. That. I'll be there for you. You know, emergency call. Scott makes his first emergency call day two. <laughs> so how many more do you have left i don't remember it doesn't that actually doesn't the more important question is does this count as one <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> absolutely it does mike I, I wanted you on the podcast today because you uh put out a podcast for upp uh platinum members i believe it was last week two weeks ago that i absolutely loved it was the leadership series Let's talk about that a little bit and kind of how you develop that. We talked a little bit about that before we got on the podcast, but I really want to touch these agents' lives today and help them with their leadership skills, how they can be better agents with the stuff that you can teach them today. Fabulous. We'll give it about uh, 35 minutes um, and uh, we'll give it our best shot. There is so much to it. It could be a lot longer than that, but thank you for having me on the podcast. And most importantly, I am honored. I'm a privilege. I'm privileged to hang with you guys. And uh, I just enjoy doing this, helping other agents. Uh, and more importantly, as you all know, it starts with two things, a decision and action. You're making a decision to listen to Bradley uh, and Scott and become more. Because if you want to have more, you've got to become more because we attract exactly what we are and who we've become. So to set the table for why we're talking about leadership today, uh, I am privileged to sit in a facilitator's chair uh, in a leadership program this year. And anytime that I get into a learning situation to become more, I want to share it with everybody uh, that it makes sense to share it with. And so uh, I put together a series for the entire year. We call it the Unstoppable Leadership Series. 
and uh, we publish episodes periodically based on the trainings that I'm delivering. So I want to set the table. I'm going to go back to the very first uh, module that we we're training on this year, and it was about our society, everything going on around you. I mean, if you look at our society nowadays, there's 7.5 billion people on the planet. 7.5 billion. Digest that for a second. All right. So at the end of the day, we got a lot going on around us. But bigger than that, I learned out of the gate and really set the tone for the entire year. We are operating right now within five generations of people. Mm. Five generations. And think about that. And to go back, uh, to the you know early generations, they were taught by a previous generation before that. Uh, I think it's so important to just drop the paradigm on that because I, not only did I study this intensely out of the gate, but I interviewed people from each generation, including one of our daughters, including one of my granddaughter, because you know we have questions to learn more about them. So the you know diverse generations cheat sheet is what we call it. The builders, traditionalist, silent generation goes back to 1930. That's people born in 1930 to 1945. The baby boomer generation, born 46 to 64. The Generation X, born 65 to 1980. Millennials and Generation Y, born 1981 to 1994. And then Generation Z, born after 1995. That's where my granddaughter came. But I, I positioned them with questions to learn more, and it blew me away. I mean, it talks about everything from how they like to learn, how they like to communicate, how they do this and how they do that. And they're all different and they have different beliefs, different values and all of that. So no wonder we're such a cluster F, eh? Right. So at the end of the day, we got to learn to understand and navigate this cluster F to the best of our ability so that we can properly penetrate it and help it. But it's the identification and awareness that's so key. To just pull out a couple things out of that first one, and then we'll jump to the session that uh, you listened uh, and watched last weekend. Here's the thing. People, it's a tribe of their upbringing. People are a tribe of their upbringing. So whoever they listened to in their first 18 years and whoever gave them their DNA really creates who they are. So we got to know that about people as leaders. And remember this, I'm going to drop you two big leadership thoughts that I've learned in my journey so far, and they're just key. The first one is, and you always have to be able to answer this question. And sometimes you won't like the answer. Would I follow me? Mm. Would I follow me? I learned that from my late friend, Rick Robbins. Secondly, you must know that people are silently waiting to be led. People are silently waiting to be led. They're watching everything you do, everything you don't do, everything you say, everything you don't say. Trust me, they're watching. So you, we must, we must as leaders in industry, whether it be insurance or some other industry, we must continue to get better and we must continue to feed our mind every single day. Hey, let's just throw something else out. You know, the Olympics are coming up, right, Scott? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm sorry you didn't qualify. Good job trying though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That, that passed me up about 20, 25 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. So um, how often do you think Olympic athletes practice? I would say because I have some friends that were on uh, Olympic qualifying type teams in different sports, and it's uh, not just every day, multiple times a day. And then to go along with that are other areas of nutrition, you know, physical therapy, the, all, all the things that go into that. But it's a seven day a week yearly grind. 
Absolutely it is. And, you know, the Tour de France is going on right now, which is close to my heart. Right. Uh, those, talk about those guys. They have the same regimen. I mean, hmm. they got a nutritionist. They got a masseuse. They got this. They got that. I mean, you know, they're told when to go to bed, when to get up, what to eat, when to eat, and how much to eat and all that. Oh, by the way, go out there and kick butt on the bike and ride up that hill over about 125 miles and don't let the guy behind you beat you. Right. So anyway, yes. Bottom line is we've got to become more every single day. And that, per, that travels over to the leadership chair as well. So, right. you know, props to you and, and Bradley for being the incredible leaders that you are. Thank you for all you do well, for so many. So let's jump over to the central lesson that we most recently learned about, which you heard and you felt so strongly about and said, let's talk about this today. The central lesson of that particular module is, and this is so important in today's world. And this, this carries over to every industry, every agency for people in leadership. And I would hope that you're going to not only take copious notes, but go back and review it again and get better at it all the time. The central lesson is learning how to inspire and empower others through properly executed praise and recognition. Mm. Okay. Because people want two things more than sex and money. I guess people I, I, will say, I can't I wrote, think of what they are, but I say, go ahead. Hey, Mike, I wrote, I wrote this down as the title of the episode. What do people want more than sex and money? Question mark. Well, you know, sex, is, gotta be sex, is, one of, sex is one of the five trigger words, right? Correct. So, all right, they're, they're dying to know what the other four are, <laughs> even though they're the other four, right? Look, there's Bradley. Right, See, he wanted have, to know. I have my, yeah. my that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, we got his attention. Sex. Bradley all of a sudden pops no. up on the screen. Wait a minute, what are we talking about? I have my I have my eight year old here. I'm sure everyone listening to this can appreciate that it's summertime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh the five trigger words, and we're gonna jump over to promotions and copywriting for a second. This is where I learned all that. I went through a, you know multiple copywriting guilds in my travels and journey. So Five trigger words that should be peppered into anything that you write and or say because it'll keep people's, people's attention, right? Number one, you. It's all about them, never about you. Eliminate I, me. No more I, me, 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 I, I, I. No, no, no. You. That's number one. First one's you. Second is guarantee. People want some kind of guarantee. Risk removal. You guarantee. Number three, free. I mean, who doesn't like free? Right. Scott, you made a free offer. You know, gloveboxapp.com. I mean, what more can you want? Right. You guarantee free, right? Number four is new. That restaurant chain, the biggest one in the world. Why is the freaking drive through so full of cars all the time? Because they always got new, fresh stuff. Right. You guarantee free new sex. Top five trigger words. Okay, so back to our, our topic at hand. People want two things more than sex and money praise and recognition. So mm. how can we inspire and empower others through this? And I'm looking at my sign for uh, inspiration that I picked up in my travels one time, inspiring people. And this is what we want to move to do from the leadership chair, to encourage somebody to greater effort, enthusiasm, or creativity, to awaken a particular feeling in somebody. Okay. So we want to awaken it and cause it to flourish and explode every single day. So that's the central lesson of this one. And at the end of the day, it is praise and recognition. that's more powerful than sex and money. The other thing is us humans have a number one need. Do you remember what it was by chance? To be loved. That too. Okay. We're going to get to that in a second. That's down the road. The number one need is validation. Mm. 
People want to be validated. They just want to know that they're on the right path, that they're doing okay. Just hit Bradley Flowers on the nose. (laughs) Bradley. My love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. I I love that shirt. Is that a new shirt? It is. Yeah, it looks good on you, man. So anyway, that's a way to validate. It hides the rolls very well. (laughs) That and your haircut. That's why I can't do those like stitch fix things where they send you the clothes and then you send them back because, or or not stitch fix, uh, rent the runway. Because they send you the clothes and you send them back because all it takes is one person to compliment me on the shirt and I'm keeping it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Nice. Nice. That's self-awareness. Exactly. That's why he's at the top. There you go. So the other thing is perhaps there's no human need more neglected than feeling valued. People want and need to feel valued. Okay. Feel valued you know or feel valued? Feel valued. Gotcha. Feel valued. And validated. Yeah. They kind of go hand in hand, right? I want to feel valued. I, I could go back to some conversations that I've had with people on my own leadership team in that realm, but it's a longer conversation than we have time for today. You know, there's a number one reason also out there why companies lose top talent. That's because they don't people, feel validated. They don't feel validated. They don't feel valued. But more than that, they don't feel appreciated. Okay. So it's a strategic thing. You don't want to overdo it. Okay. You want it to be thought out and you want to really look for people doing something right. Okay. And when you identify that and it's the right time and place, make sure that you share your appreciation for them. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You know, big doors swing on little hinges, little things can make all of the difference. Okay. Back to the love for a second, Scott. See, everybody, you have to kind of pretend out there that everybody walking around out there in the world has a sign around their neck that says, I need love because that's the greatest human emotion and it needs to be validated and valued and praised and recognized. As an example, there's a little phrase out there that you can use and take if you want, and it's called the rays, the ray philosophy. Now that ray is spelled R-A-E, R-A-E, recognition, appreciation, and encouragement. Recognition, appreciation, and encouragement. So at the end of the day, so again, validation is one of the most motivating forces known to man, known to man and woman, as an example. Okay. By the way, uh, I was looking back, uh, getting ready for today, on a complete side note from a leadership realm. Do you know who controls almost sixty percent of the wealth in today's world? I'll give you. A, let me let me dial it back. It's one of two genders. Males. No. Females. Yes. Wow. Didn't Learned that also in my current modern leadership journey. So we've got to think about all of these things as we're trying to uh, praise, recognize, lead, inspire, and cause people to action. Okay. Back to our conversation today. So, you know, everybody's got this insatiable need for acceptance, approval, validation, and to feel valued and to be praised and recognized. So here's a fallacy that runs around out there though. Okay. Nine out of 10 employees or team members, as we like to call them, feel unrecognized by their leaders. That's a 90% failure rate. But on the other hand, 80% of those leaders say they do recognize those team members often enough. That's nearly a 100% delusion rate. We've got a delusion going on. Let's go out left field real quick. I'm going to go off path. Bradley, back to those company people you were talking about in the intro. 
You know why they're just blasting out that stuff and not dialing their list down to geographically? They're lazy. Mm -hmm. I believe that. 80% of the world is lazy. Back on track here. See, people need constant validation, recognition, and reinsurance that they're okay, they're accepted, and they're safe, especially from the leader. Okay? Okay. So at the end of the day, we've got to put a strategic and intentional plan in to do that. Case in point, when's the last time in either of you, not to put you on the spot, but I don't have any problem with that. And I know you don't have any problem receiving it. When's the last time you took any one of your team members and wrote them a personalized handwritten note and mailed it to their house? Christmas. I don't write handwritten notes because my handwriting looks like that of a serial killer. It really is, Mike. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> horrible. But, but you horrible. said you have an eight-year-old. I do. She can write it. I will suggest that people don't care who wrote it. Yeah. The fact that someone wrote it and i mean everybody gets christmas cards scott so you're falling in with the rest of the world right these are the like scott howell both sides of the card filled up for all the things i'm appreciative of for each one of my agency team members cool and and, and that's when they want to receive the information great but okay. hey mike i've got a question for you which one of these two statistics is correct is it the the employees nine out of ten are they correct that they maybe don't get as much, you know, appreciation, validation, or is it the 80% of the leaders are doing it, but maybe they're not doing it enough for those team members that need more? Or is it just a mixture of both? I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. And really at the end of the day, uh, one of my overriding thought processes is always from a human connection form period, whether it be business or personal, you know, is to meet people where they are. Right. And everybody needs to be met differently where they are. Okay. What people perceive is what they believe. Correct. <laughs> and we've had this conversation within our leadership team a lot over the last few months because it's a squirrely world out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a little, uh, you know, back and forth with one of our team members and the team member said, well, you said this and said that. I said, no. And we pulled the call. And it wasn't said at all, but it was perceived. Okay. So at the end of the day, we've got to effectively communicate. To that point, Mike, yeah. in my own agency, and I want to speak to the 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this, I would say I have, of the 12 team members I have on my staff, about three that just live for me to give them appreciation and to tell them, and, and I know you're going to go over this specifically, not just in general, hey, not just, hey, you're, you're doing a great job, but but to be specific and intentional in that. They, they would, I've had one tell me that they would take that over a $500 bonus. Absolutely true. And, and, you know, uh, we developed within our agency uh, to give all the props, uh, the unstoppable Andrea Wyatt developed it. But at the end of the day, uh, a getting to know you form. Mm -hmm. And on that getting to know you form, it specifically says, how do you like to be praised and recognized for a job well done? Right. And, and we had a team member because we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching the celebration. You know, we were face to face live as a while ago. And part of the gift was country uh, Western movies. And I kind of said to somebody, I said, why the movies? Because that's what they put on their form. That's what they like. And that's how they want. Hey, everybody's different. 
Mm-hmm. But remember, if we don't ASK, we don't GET either. Correct. So at the end of the day, that's the key. Great stuff. So let's go there a little bit deeper, right? So Gallup, uh, who does a lot of polling and they have a lot of data, you know, they reported that companies consistently, they reported that companies that consistently praised and recognized their people actually experienced a 10 to 20% spike in their bottom line to what you said. It's identifying that maybe there's three of them. 40% of employees say they put more energy into their work if they were recognized more often. Okay. Six out of 10 employees say they are motivated by recognition more than money. So not everybody's motivated by money. Some people are motivated by money. It's really the awareness and identification of that. Right. Okay. And well, it's kind of like selling insurance, Mike. Everybody says don't sell on price, don't sell on price, which is the way you should go. But price is going to be a factor in every transaction to some degree. You know, now it may be a factor in the fact that it doesn't matter at all, Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a factor for sure. Right. I mean, we developed a triple no-go years ago. It's it's five quick questions right out of the gate with a new prospect that you ask. <laughs> and the first one's so simple. Why'd you call us today? Mm. Remember, good leaders ask great pointed questions and they shut up. Yeah. Why'd you call us today? Just let them ramble. Uh, the fourth one down, I believe it is, is are you price shopping? Just get to the point. Are you price shopping? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. And my favorite of all time, and, and I've executed this so many times and I prefer to execute it face-to-face, but I can do it obviously via Zoom and whatnot nowadays. So it's been good getting to know you, Bradley, and uh, learn a little bit more about your insurance needs and your program. I have a question for you. When you hear the word insurance, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Protection or price? And I strategically and intentionally say protection first. I want to mm-hmm. see what they say. And I have found, back to the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, 80% of people that are protection buyers first or are more concerned about their protection will say protection. And that's the kind of you know, relationship we want to have. Yes, price is important. Yes, we don't want people to overpay. But at the end of the day, I mean, when's the last time somebody was sued because was in a tough spot because they had too much coverage? Right. You've given three of the questions. What are the other two, Mike? So um, why'd you call us today? The other one is how long you've been with your current agent. Is your current agent a family member? I mean, you're not going to top that, right? And right. I can't remember the fourth one. But it's just some, some quick disqualifiers is what yeah. the intent is. The triple no-go. All well, right. it's too, just like, so it's funny. You know, we deal with a lot of mortgage lenders and I'll have agents ask me like, well, how do you, because and and, like we exclusively try to work with mortgage lenders that are doing a lot of loans. And I'll have agents that it's almost like the weight of the question like keeps them from asking. They're like, how do you know that they're doing the amount of loans of lenders you want to work with? I'm like, you ask them how many loans they're doing. Oh my God, I can't never ask that. I'm like, I promise you, if they're doing a lot of loans, they want to tell you. Right. You know, I was talking to a new agent the other day who's hiring people going through hiring right now. And I'm like, they're telling me about this candidate and they're not sure if they could afford to hire them. And I said, well, how much are they making now? She's like, oh, I didn't ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to know. You don't ask, you don't GET. <laughs> so, Mike, I got another question for you. And then we're going to get back on this because I've got some, there's some great stuff that you're about to talk about. Last question. You do the triple no-go. Your agents do the triple no-go. All of those questions or the majority of those questions get answered incorrectly, meaning 
price agents, my cousin, you know, uh, protection or price price. What, what then does the agent just come right out and say, you know, after we've gotten to know each other, I just, I really don't know that, you know, this is a good fit for you, that we're a good fit for you. Possibly. Yeah. Think about it like this. If you've got 10 prospects out there and six or seven are your ideal client, let's pause for a second. By the way, if people have not identified exactly what their ideal client looks like right, for both personal lines and commercial lines. The avatar. The avatar. Thank you very much. We have a client profile map, a marketplace researcher, and a client avatar. They need to stop and go do that. Correct. Because if you've got 10 prospects out there and six of them are your ideal client, that's what you want to be laser focused on. Sure. And if these other four are you know, focused on price or whatever, whatever, yeah, we'll get to them if we can. But something I recently been ranting about a little bit. Let's throw this in there just for the mix. Okay. You guys are open to going off course, right? Man, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you. Anyway, I knew that. Um, after know, the insurance agents from around the world, the show always goes off. It's completely off track after that. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so anyway, you know, there's no such thing as time management, right? You told me this the other day. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the choices that people make as to what they do with their time. And so if our time is going to be spent on those six ideal clients, that's what we want to invest our time on. Cool stuff. So anyway, the other thing about being a leader, as a leader, you are in the people business. Mm. You're in the people business. Okay. Emotional engagement is so important. Emotional engagement can be defined to an extent as an emotional commitment. Right. So let's get down to the six top points of praising people. Hey guys, you better write. I've written down every word he said, but you better write this shit down. This is good that's, stuff. That's right what here. I'm sitting here doing. Yeah. Okay. The six points of praising. Right. Number one, be specific. To be terrific, you've got to be specific. So the number one point of praising is be specific. You see, you want to give praise to behavior not just the outcome. Right. If they're talking to those six ideal clients and they're talking, they're talking, they're following up, they're sending the video proposal, they're doing this, et cetera, et cetera, and following the plan to the T, following the checklist, sooner or later, they're going to start to win more. You want to give praise to the behavior, not just the outcome. Behavior is ongoing, okay? Offer specific praise with specific details. You know, Bradley, I noticed, man, you were there. You were here after hours. I saw you 536 o'clock. You were still making those calls. If you keep making those calls like that, you're going to start winning more. I know it. Great job. That's a specific detail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Point appraising number two, be timely. Mm. Be timely. Don't think, I'll get back to it in a day or two and fall. No, no, no. Right when it happens, boom, be on it. Be timely. Okay. People need to know they have been seen, heard, and understood in the moment. In the moment. Point of praise number three, be unique and praise progress too. Now, both of you, you have no problem with being unique. Great job. <laughs> is <laughs> That's the is easy Scott one unique? You. I don't understand. Is Scott unique? Scott who? <laughs> yeah, just right. kidding. Right. Yeah, just a little bit, eh? So anyway, so be unique. Be uniquely you. Praise in your own way because it becomes real. It's not fake. Can't be fake when you're unique. Point of praise number four, be balanced. B 
be balanced. Energy goes to what gets recognized and what gets energy improves. So be balanced all the time, not just up and down, up and down, up and down. And frankly, that's one of my biggest challenges of the six points. Me too. Is that balance? You know, I yeah. get all jacked up on emotion in the moment, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, we, we were ax throwing with the team recently. That was one of our team health events. I've, you guys ever uh, gone ax throwing? Oh, yeah. That's, that was our Christmas party two years ago. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we so, ax throwing. I hadn't. I, I've we got decided a to with... do the most non insurance risk management thing we could possibly think of. <laughs> I found out uh, the other day when I was telling somebody his story that a lot of these axe places, including the one we went to, uh, there's a wall, and on the other side of the wall is a brewery. Oh, my gosh. Mm. So, you know, throw some axes, go get a beer, go throw some more axes. Talk about nothing, risk management. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> nothing exactly. can go wrong. Back to our points of praising. So be balanced. Number five, praise publicly. Mm. You get a praise email that goes out as an example on your team. Don't reply individually to the person. Reply to everybody as an example. And if you're in a team meeting, praise publicly. That's why our team member of the month program, in my humble opinion, is one of the most important things that we do because it's praise coming from the other team members about this team member who's excelling or exceeding expectation. And we share it publicly word for word within the whole team. My my dad, my dad used to do a good job of that with me when I was, when I was growing up, he always, uh, he would praise me publicly in front of people. And of course beat my ass in private, but, (laughs) but he did a really, I'm serious. He did a really good job of uh, that. I remember that. Yeah. He'd brag, he'd brag on me in front of my grandparents or, you know, other people. Uh, he, he, he did. I got to give him, Three gold stars for that. Fantastic. I think we need to interview him on the podcast soon. Oh, yeah. Come on with it. Yeah. I, I can't wait for that one. We actually <laughs> talked about doing a, a, a Father's Day deal, but I couldn't talk my dad into it. I get it. I get it. So just a reminder, point of praise number five is praise publicly. And number six, be systematic in your praise. Be systematic in your praise. What does that look like? Well, First of all, make it part of your culture, your meetings, and more. Be intentional. You know, Ben Franklin, who I'm still looking to connect with for lunch, said, if you're failing to plan, you're planning to fail. So plan, plan praise, mm-hmm. systematize it, make it part of your culture, make it part of your meetings. That's why, you know, our a team member of the month is so powerful in my humble opinion. Okay. Right. So you see, one in five of our team members is actively looking to leave you. Did you know that? Possibly one in five, okay? And part of it is that's why it's systematic uh, praising is so vitally important. You see, people don't leave jobs. They leave leaders, mm. okay? Remember, and to go back to something that we talked about just a couple of minutes ago, as a leader, you are in the people business. You're in the people business. You see, There's perhaps no human need that's more neglected in the workplace than feeling valued back to Mm. validation and being valued, Bradley, Mm -hmm. you know, praise and recognition. So ultimately at the end of the day with the, the squirreliness of society and everything that's getting thrown around out there, especially after getting shut down for a number of months and not being able to have that human interaction, uh, people need it more than ever because they're not getting it anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a leadership team meeting and, you know, we're talking about remote operations, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the leaders actually said, I changed my vote. 
because that person recently had the opportunity to connect face-to-face with almost every team member and self-identified. She was in the office, but a lot of them aren't said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I miss that and we need that. You know, I changed my vote. So at the end of the day, we need to think it through, but ultimately at the end of the day, it goes way back. And to piggyback on something that we started to talk about in the recruiting and hiring realm, in my humble opinion, based on my observations so far, that the key is the in that in the evaluation process to make sure that we're a good fit for them uh-huh. to bring somebody in who is willing to accept the praise and recognition that we're going to give them. Mm. It's the interviewing phase because mm-hmm. not everybody's for us. Right. And we're not for everybody. So, and, and the challenge is out there right now, my friends, you know, what used to be one-to-one, you know, if we interviewed one person, we actually got them to the point where it's a team interview, which is, you know, one, two, three, the fourth step down the line in our system. Now we have to interview, go through three people just to get that one. It's yeah. now three to one. It takes three times as much effort, investment of time, money, et cetera, et cetera, to get to just that one person. Mm-hmm. So it's just the way society is. And it's, it's go through the four steps real quick. The four steps. First of all, uh, we have a whole chart on that, but first of all, it's getting them through your filter, whatever that looks like. Right. The most important thing that people should be doing when they're recruiting is you must be recruiting all of the time. Always be recruiting. If you take away one thing from the session today, write that one down and you must, you must, and I'm going to say it again, you must always be recruiting. So online and offline. And, and I wrote a piece that just ended up in a PIA Indiana magazine recently. So I can share that with nice. you if you want, because you must be only satisfied with the best, not the best available. You're only as good as your weakest link. You satisfied with the average, you're going to get average service and care for your customers. Is that what you want? Okay. So once they pass the filter, whatever that is, and my most recent list, I think has 28 items on the filter list on how to get them. Okay. At that point, they pass your filter. The first thing is a phone screen. Why? Mm-hmm. How, how often are your people going to be on the phone with people? All the time. Like all the time. So you do the phone screen first and we have specific questions to gauge their ability on the phone. If they mm-hmm. suck on the phone, hey, I love you. See you later. Okay. Phone screen number one. Second is a one-to-one interview. And we have another set of specific questions for that. Okay. So that's either face-to-face or Zoom nowadays, whatever works. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the one-to-one. And if they pass the phone screen and pass the one-to-one, after that, we go to assessments. Now, we have multiple types of assessments. And I was just, and I think uh, one of our uh, assessment uh, gurus has been on the podcast, Laura Bruno, right? Oh, that's yeah. Great. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so you guys know who she is and she's awesome and all that. So that's part of what we do. And I was actually huddling with her recently uh, as well because we're going to solve a problem for the industry. And, and okay. to drop information, I was on a beach with, uh, what's that other guy's name? Chris? Chris uh, Paradiso. Oh, Paradiso. That's it. Yeah. I was on a beach with him on the East Coast a couple of years ago. And he goes, Mike, if you could solve one problem for the industry, what would it be? And I looked him in the face and I said, we need to solve the people issue. He goes, what does that look like? And I said, we've got it coming, man. It's going to be coming. And here it is. And I didn't stay with it. So now I'm, I'm huddling with multiple people in the industry because if it's one of the last things I do, I'm going to solve it because I want a pool of excellent candidates for yeah. everybody out there to choose from. So right. anyway, back on the farm area, you heard it here first. Hold me accountable, please, to what I just said. Phone interview. 
first interview assessments. And we're going to build out the assessments even more because they need to be more robust, mm-hmm. like math and English and all of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. An ability my, to communicate and to My wife gives a, a math assessment. And if you don't make a certain score on the math assessment, she won't even like you're dying. Yeah. Good. Because you got to think wow. about how much head math we're doing on a daily basis selling insurance. Well, I mean, think about it like this. Those customers are listening to everything we say and everything we don't say. And when there's a long pause, because you can't add 10 and 12, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're going, oh, well, frick. it's like, you know, uh, my bride goes through a drive through because she likes their uh, cold drinks. And when the person at the, the window can't count change, we get to talk about that all the way home. Right. But it's now, a, clarify it's a for all the Southerners, because in the South, the cold drink means an alcoholic beverage. You're not talking about an alcoholic beverage, right? No, they don't serve those in drive throughs in, in my state. So. They do in some states. I, I know they do. So anyway, let's get back on hand. So um, phone screen, first interview, assessments, and then the team interview. Okay. Leadership team uh, interviews everybody. It's good to have double genders, one male, one female, because they pick up things that the other one can't, vice versa. I mean... Females on our uh, team interviews uh, have picked up people lying as an example. Mm-hmm. I can't pick that up because I'm a different kind of personality. Then we do working interviews. Okay, At that point, then it comes to the conditional offer, which includes the comp offer, which includes the employee agreement and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you do your reference checks. Then you do your background checks and all that kind of stuff. So that's the whole but of it. Let's wrap this up. Yep. So back to leadership and praise and recognition. Stay in touch with what each team member is thinking and feeling to the best of your ability. You see, as people, back to being in the people business, right? People live up to the encouragement that we receive. If we never get encouragement or praise and recognition, we'll never live up to it and never deliver it on the other end, okay? My key points, my key takeaways from teaching this, let me drop those as we wrap. The reiteration of validation and what a key this is to validate people. Secondly, the six points of praising that we just went through. And in your systematic ways, make sure you develop an ongoing consistent list of ways to praise and recognize people and look how you can systemize that in everything you do. Friends, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, and I hope you just got one, two, or three ideas out of the session. And if you did, uh, as we know, guys, right? It's just two things, a decision and action. A decision in action. Mike, before you go, talk to these people about the very few remaining seats left at the UPP out. I believe it's in San Diego, maybe. Beautiful San Diego, California. Beautiful and you asked me about the weather today that I'm experiencing. It's about 75 degrees, not a cloud in the sky with no humidity. Right. So beautiful San Diego, California. Uh, really quick, it's beunstoppablebootcamp.com beunstoppablebootcamp.com. It's November 4th through 6th in beautiful San Diego. If you liked what you heard over the last 45 minutes or so, you get three days of it and three days of collaboration, sharing, teaching. This year, we've got Lisa Gibbons, uh, who won The Apprentice, Nick Lowry, Nick the Kick, huge things, professional athlete, et cetera, et cetera. Victoria Cabot's coming in, uh, James Malachek and many more. So it's going to be a great learning and growth environment. I personally teach a lot of the sessions, love to do it. It's electric. So beunstoppablebootcamp.com. There's only a few seats left. So make sure you get on there. Make sure your seat's reserved. We've got just a handful of VIP seats left, which you get to interact with the celebrities, which is awesome. 
Awesome. Mike, I love you. You go ahead and drop off the call because I know you've got another one in one minute, and I will close this thing out. But we love you very much and appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, no, Mike. I love you more, Scott, and don't want to burst your bubble. I love Bradley just as much. Thank so you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, no yep. problem, brother. And uh, congratulations on your growth up to 6'3". That's it. Thank All you. Right, we'll see you, Thank Mike. You. That's what Scott, I'm most proud about. You're going to be unstoppable, dude. I can't wait to see your achievement growth. I, I thank you for that. All right, guys. Love you, man. See ya. See ya. Guys, I don't know what else I can do today. Hell, I I feel like we just taught a master's class on leadership. You know, there's not many out there better than Mike Stromso is. For some reason, there's different people in the industry that kind of speak to people in different ways that help them, you know, grow and understand. For me, that's Mike. Uh, he just, he just uh, explains things in ways that I can understand it. There's a lot of great leaders, though, in the industry, and there's probably some of you that might benefit from from him. There might be some that benefit from some of the other coaches that are out there, but I hope that uh, you'll at least consider going to the UPP. I know I'm going to have at least two and possibly four of my team at the UPP uh, this year. Uh, I don't I don't think that that will be me. It may be. I may be there as well. But great opportunity for you to go out there and get fired up and learn some new things and kind of get a little bit more three days of what you just heard for about 45 minutes. Bradley, you got anything you want to add before I shut this thing down? No, sir. Well, guys, as I always end every show, rewards come from action, not discussion. Get your ass out from behind that desk today. Go out into the big, bad world. Build relationships. Become a better leader for your teammates, for for the team that you have assembled. You know, reward them with praise. Uh, let them know when they do a great job. I think Mike probably said this no less than three times. You have to reward behavior, and if they're doing something well, be specific about it. Tell them what a great job they're doing. And I know personally, for me and my team, I have people here who just that's like diesel fuel on a fire to them. When I when I reward and, and, and praise them for a great job, they work three times harder than they were before. So I know each and every one of you have people like that in your organization, and you need to make sure that you're telling them when they do things the right way and they, did, they, they do things well. Make sure you talk to them about that. But go out today, make money for your family, for your wife, for your husband, for your kids' college fund, for your parents that worked at Chrysler Motor Company putting together cars for 35 years and they're, they're struggling out there today, go out and make money to help them. Let that be your why that you want to go out and become uber successful in the insurance business. Write good business for the companies that you represent and write good business for the agencies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you and cannot wait to be back next week with another episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or 
email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.